I quit watching television. I gave it up cold turkey, once and for all, never to watch another show. Not even sports. I stopped a little more than six months ago in late July, just after the end of the Tour de France. I'd quietly watched the delayed broadcast of the tour's last stage in my Berlin apartment, like everyone else, the Champs-Élysées stage, ending in a tremendous sprint won by the Uzbek Abjaparov. And then I stood up and turned off the set. I can clearly picture myself at that moment, the very simple gesture I made, my arm fluidly extending, as it had a thousand times before, my finger on the button, the picture imploding and disappearing from the screen. It was over. I never watched television again. And so begins Jean-Philippe Toussaint's 1997 novel, Television, a novel. The plot of the book is fairly straightforward in a way. It's a non-plot. The book is only about an unnamed protagonist who decides to stop watching TV. Um, he doesn't necessarily state why he's doing this. Uh, he has a thesis, which he's writing on Titian, the painter, to finish or at least begin actually and he wants to stop watching television possibly for this reason but the purpose of the book with this plot this very simple plot of a man who wants to stop watching tv is to act as a critique of what television does is and how it purports itself as an object and as a form of entertainment and as a medium and a media within our lives. So the simple plot is simply that of a man who wants to give up television. And so right there in the first paragraph of the book, we have our unnamed protagonist declaring that he's going to give up TV. Now, for the next five pages, the book adheres to uh, the sort of supposed thesis of what you expect the book to be about, which is this protagonist, the protagonist's criticisms and insights on as to why he wants to quit watching television, uh, what's so harmful about it, um, what it does to us. His critique largely amounts to the fact that TV is an apathetic medium and it's sporadic and schizophrenic in a certain sense where you jump from one thing that's unrelated to the next unrelated thing and to the next. And this is his critique. But this lasts all of five pages. And next thing you know, we are all of a sudden following this protagonist into his daily life without TV. Now, there's a certain assumption, I guess, made perhaps on behalf of the reader or perhaps on behalf of very modern people, especially with smartphones. And I think if this book was to be written today, perhaps you'd have to call it Netflix or call it smartphone or something like that, because quitting TV is a different thing, you know, here in 2023 as it was in 1997. But the assumptions that one may bring to the book is that is in that quitting TV and quitting watching television as a medium altogether will somehow perhaps bring something new, will allow us to see something new, um, imbue our lives with something new, and perhaps imbue the protagonist's life with some new amount of creation, imagination, or intuition regarding the 
thesis that he has to write, which is the primary plot of the book. He's writing a groundbreaking study of Titian, and he finishes two words of it in the course of the book. So what happens? Well, he quits television, and he does nothing. He quits TV and basically saunters about for the remainder of the book, doing not much at all. Um, and there is these assumptions brought forward, I guess, perhaps on the behalf of a precocious reader that maybe he um, will find something new. Maybe there'll be some existential renewal, that there'll be some vitalism, there'll be some vitality, there'll be perhaps a love interest, or he'll reconnect with his family or reconnect with his friends and he has a wife and a child. Um, but no, he does nothing. And what's really happened and what's very interesting and what's funny, sarcastic, and sometimes actually quite tragic about the book is that the method and form of television invades the book and invades the protagonist already without our consent and without his consent and without really without our knowledge, but we can acknowledge it as we read. What I mean by this is he turns off the TV and tries for a little while to adhere to his thesis or perhaps his unspoken thesis that in quitting television, something more will come. And so he attends to his thesis of why he's doing this, what reasons there are to, to do this, the negatives of television. But then just like that, from the next paragraph to the next. And it's sort of set out, not so much aphoristically as each paragraph is a contained scene. We find that the, the flow and schizophrenic style and disjointed style of television, which we have all accepted for granted, now we could say it, of screen-based visual media in general, has infiltrated this text and leaves us prey to have to deal with the fact that we are now reading in a te televisual form. And what do I mean by that? Well, one of the great critiques that the character brings forward, the protagonist brings forward of television, and one of the great critiques of television in general is that if you were to turn it on, this is speaking in 1997, if you were to turn it on, you might find a news show where they deal with the car crash, but then two seconds later, they might be dealing with a local fair that's in town and then you turn the channel and you're watching a soap opera and you turn the channel again you're watching a cooking program and then there's an advert for perhaps a starving child in Africa and then an advert for a new razor then an advert for a car and this is entirely disjointed nothing really has any connection but when you're watching it on TV the form and structure of the television allows you some sort of semblance of a, as to why this is fine but when this form and style of writing or style of communication is addressed in a different format, in this case, in a book format, in the sense that it's invaded the protagonist's life to the point where he's just now sauntering between widely diverging random things that happen to happen. You find someone who is just almost unkept. He's scattered. He focuses on everything and nothing. And the book is written extremely sarcastically the humor at moments is genuinely funny but at other moments you the the writer in the sense of the person who is writing the book not the writer himself as a person but the writer the protagonist the style the thought comes across as a complete asshole someone who 
in much the same way you simply apathetically accept the televisual format has just accepted everything that's happening around him in life as it is. And the author, at a certain point in the same way TV declares it, is declaring, why should I have to care about what I write in the same sense? Why does TV have to care about what it uh, produces and what it sort of puts out on the airways. The TV is just a medium for something which is then accepted by an audience which has learned to accept it. This isn't necessarily an apathetic, uh, apathetic, sorry, apathetic book. It's not a book that's nonchalant and doesn't care. There's a, there's a very distinct and precise style which clearly cares about what is going on. But the point being is you end up following the protagonist into nothing into what the TV does to you. And I'll give you another excerpt just to give you an insight into what we're talking about. And this isn't much further on. Television offers the spectacle not of reality, although it has all the appearances of reality on a smaller scale, I would say. I don't know if you've ever watched television, but rather of its representation. It is true that television's apparently neutral representation of reality in colour and in two dimensions, seems at first glance more trustworthy, authentic and credible than the more refined and much more indirect sort of representation painters use to create an image of reality in their works. But when artists represent reality, they do so in order to take in the outside world and grasp its essence, while television, if it represents reality, does so in and of itself, unintentionally you might say, through sheer technical determinism or incontinence. But the fact that television offers a familiar and immediately recognisable image of reality does not mean that its images and reality can be considered equivalent. Unless you believe that reality has to resemble its representation in order to be real, there's no reason to see a Renaissance master's portrait of a young man as any less faithful a vision of reality than the apparently incontestable video image of an anchorman, world famous in his own country, reading the news on a TV screen. And the novel goes on like that in little little excerpts, sometimes at most a page long of scenes in life and things that the protagonist is viewing. But as far as I can read into it, television has infected his mind as a parasite. And these, these scenes, these realities are viewed in much the same sense where all the cliches are on the surface. All the authenticity has fallen away and we're left with an extremely two-dimensional image of everything. But it's the protagonist himself who is approaching reality in this two-dimensional way and thus leaves himself with nothing to really grasp onto. He's just, as I said, flowing through life in these strange moments. And it's difficult to say what to really do with this text. It's extremely funny. And the thesis of the text, much less like the, own, uh, the, the protagonist's own thesis, is really only right at the beginning and right at the end, almost as if he's sort of trying to write his thesis. The writer's trying to write something about television, but realize it's a, a complete impasse as to what to write about television because we're so infected by the televisual format that it's invading the work already, and that actually this sort of form of procrastination is actually the way in which we attend to reality altogether now. We procrastinate about reality. We aren't attentive. We don't need to be attentive. Reality is afforded us as this two-dimensional image which has no depth, and we are completely okay with that. 
The novel is extremely funny. It's something you should probably read if you're procrastinating yourself on a subject. Something you you should read if you spend too much time on your smartphone. It's still relevant. If you spend too much time watching streaming services, you should certainly watch it. The funniest moment for me in the novel is the fact that very soon after the protagonist makes this decision to quit watching television, he is approached by his neighbor who lives above them to... Uh, his neighbor tells him that they're going away on holiday for quite a while. And he says, could you water the plants? And the neighbor has a lot of plants and this big long list of things that need to be done to each plant or whatever. He says, sure, sure, sure. And then very, very quickly it says, I realized three weeks had passed and I hadn't bothered to water the plants. And so sort of these heroic presumptions of something arriving outside of slavery to the television don't arrive and he's just being lazy and this is who he is anyway and it's the question of whether or not the television has actually invaded perhaps as i've been saying or perhaps there's something else at play in the television is sort of the placeholder for our general general lack of intrigue and interest within the modern world and our lack of attentiveness to the reality around us but at the same time as i've said the author is also declaring why 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 he should have to write anything attentive for 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 an audience which is also highly televisual in their habits it's heavily ironic it's heavily sarcastic it's very witty and at moments you're wondering whether or not anything is serious and on a surface level nothing is serious but beneath it what's allowed to come through is actually a more serious critique of television by the fact that you're suddenly engaging in television in a written format which is an extremely rare thing to do it's an extremely short book and uh, it's been on my list to read ever since I was in university actually one of my lecturers uh, recommended it to me then it's only 170 pages and it's a very easy read and I would advise reading it in a lazy setting like a beach or by a pool or in the bath because it's that kind of book it gets under your skin not out of some sort of sense of horror or uncanny but because it's poking at the fact you also aren't really doing anything and you are just as inattentive about life and just as flippant about life and just as unserious about life as the protagonist. And it doesn't offer solutions. It doesn't actually offer problems. It offers you its own little screen to view something through for a quick moment in time that's very funny very witty and could be serious if you want it to be much like television this book can be watched with differing perspectives and it could very easily become a lazy narrative but beneath it is probably one of the few critiques of television that genuinely matters and the only way that perhaps television could be portrayed in a critical manner is via revealing its laziness in another format. That's my short review of uh, Jean-Philippe Toussaint's television, a novel, which I highly recommend. It's great fun. <laughs>